BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey friends, my name's Olivia Perez and I'm an entrepreneur, journalist, and the host of the Friend of a Friend podcast. Every Monday, I meet with some of today's youngest and brightest entrepreneurs to make space to tell their stories and shine a light on who I believe to be the next generation of luminaries. I'll interview up-and-comers and game changers from brand builders to personalities, activists, artists, and thought leaders from around the world. Each episode lets you be a fly on the wall during one of the greatest pep talks, like a conversation between you and a friend or a friend of a friend. See you there. Hi, I'm Caroline Stanbury, and I am Divorced Not Dead. I'm a former Bravo TV star and now former wife. Fresh off the back of my divorce, I'm bringing real stories, real life, real talk on all things that aren't said between each other, society, the sheets, and everything in the middle. And lucky me, you'll be joining me for the journey. So buckle up. Hello, and welcome back again to Divorced Not Dead. So today's topic is newly divorced, but stuck. I think what has been um, interesting to people or confuses people as to how I've rebuilt my life and made it look so appealing and so happy after divorce. And I think that some people obviously, I mean, look, there are two types of divorcees as well, by the way, the ones that were left and the ones that did the leaving. And I think that's, you know, that's quite important because that is a different state of mind. Even if if you left, you've normally made the decision, obviously. You've had quite a while to come to this realization. I don't think, you know, nobody really does this overnight unless you've got some somewhere else you're jumping to. And women generally tend to want to jump somewhere they're, they're safe. Again, I did not do this for a man, nor did I jump. This was always about me. Me and, and him, to be honest. It was perfectly fine. But that was the problem. It was just fine. Fundamental character traits in each other irritated the shit out of both of us. As we all know, uh, there's that old saying, people don't change. Well, that's the God's honest truth. People don't change. And the older we get, we're certainly not changing. And it's only going to get worse. And if he's rolling his eyes about my stories now, God knows what he's going to do when I'm 80. Probably hold a pillow over my head, frankly. So I just think it's better to cut your losses while you still have a relationship. Is a woman who has made up her mind, she's not She's done what she needs to do. She's not so bitter. She's ready for the next step. She's empowered because she's made the decision. When you've taken that long time to get there, normally it's like ripping a Band-Aid off. So once it's once it's actually the hardest part is actually telling the person that you want it to end. From then on in, 
it's slightly like a roller coaster. It's more of a roller coaster probably for the man because unfortunately it tends to come down to in in most countries, the, you know, the woman is left with the kids in the house and the man has to move out, which is a you know a bit of divorce that I really found really really hard to be honest. That was always the bit I didn't want to do, always the bit that concerned me like how do you do that to someone you you know that you've shared your life with and really do love you know it's not like there was no hate or malice in any of it so I certainly didn't want to and and who truly loves his children so the last thing I wanted to do was like that awful thought of like if he'd done that to me and taken the kids from me you know that horrible thing of not hearing the noise having said that now that they've gone for half the week it's actually so nice <laughs> I thought I'd miss them. I do miss them, don't get me wrong. But I do like the peace. I do like having those few days of uninterrupted me. Like I go to work, I can focus on me, I can focus on make my business without any interruption. And it is good for you. It is good for you to have your time, their time and everything. So that was a bonus I wasn't expecting, by the way. I really wasn't. That was one of the reasons I, I stayed probably longer than I should because I was so scared of that empty house. And the empty house was what scared me the most. And actually, I, I can't, you know, sometimes at the end of the week when you're just dead, you can't wait to pack the little darlings off to their dad. You know, for the man, I think it's quite hard because, you know, they're left in an apartment without many memories, without the kids, the noise, the this, you know, everything stays with you. And you know, it's not lost on me. It's not like I bounced out of this relationship, went, see you, never, you know, and I don't have any of that guilt. Of course I do. I have terrible guilt for that, but I would have had more guilt for, you know, I believe that children can feel everything. And if you're tiptoeing around a house and you're not really enjoying something, you can put a smile on your face, but the bullshit thermometer goes right up. I mean, your kids know it. They know when mummy isn't bounding around the house. I bound around my house right now. I'm really fun. I cook what I want in the morning. I do what I want. My kids, you know, my kids routine is my routine. Whatever I, that the decision is my decision. I just didn't really get to do that before. I told everyone I don't have a cook in the house anymore. I'm learning to cook. I'm really enjoying myself. I'm actually, the joy has come back. And I wanted to make that at the beginning for, you know, for him too. So I, you know, I went to help find an apartment. I even decorated the apartment with him. I wanted to do everything so it was really nice. You know, I know that he will be happier with a different type of girl. I am not the right girl for him. And that's it. And we're just two different people. I had made that decision. So I was comfortable with that decision. So I was not erratic, bitter, you know, mean. I was prepared. I had guilt, so I didn't want to be harsh, you know, with the, you know, things. I didn't demand stuff. I didn't, I wanted to work it out in any way, which way he did. Because, you know, again, he has been my friend and supporter for many years. Then you have the other type of women who were left and normally the other way around for like a younger girl or, you know, whatever it is, best friend, neighbor, <laughs> you know, and then you get a whole other type of woman. And I've met many of those too. And you get these women who are bitter, they're angry, they want their ex to pay financially, emotionally. They will tell everybody at every dinner how, how wrongs they've been, how much of their life they gave up. They sacrificed, they did, you know, how 
what a shit he is and all this kind of stuff. And it's like, so why those women are stuck? And it's so simple to see. I mean, first of all, be honest with yourself. If you were you, if you're you and you were looking at someone else like you, would you want to date you? No, no one wants a naggy, moany, bitter old, you know, bitter person who's sitting at home going, my life should have turned out this way. The world owed me something. Why did he go off with somebody else? Why, well, he pro you know, if you're this way and you're that bitter, you probably were like that in a marriage too, a little bit. I always tell my friends, you cannot expect your husband to give you joy, you know, get, be your happiness. Happiness comes completely from within. When you're happy, you attract happy things, good things happen, positive vibes, everything attracts is attracted to you. I'm getting more and more and more and more and more work these days because I'm literally, I, I in, at the end of my marriage, I was a neurotic, take a Xanax at night, drink too much, party too hard, behave in a way, literally you'd probably have to scrape, scrape me. I'd be the last one standing at the party, that's for sure. And if I was standing, it was a bonus. Party girl. And and I look back now and it's fine because, you know, like, whatever, I don't, I never, I always say, don't regret. It brought me exactly where I was meant to be because there has to come a time where you actually don't like what you see. And I was like, it's not even me. You know, I just couldn't stop myself. And I realized that it was just, you know, to sort of, have go completely bananas, act like a lunatic, and then go home and pretend to be somebody I wasn't. Like literally pretend to be somebody I wasn't. And that takes quite a lot of work. <laughs> I don't have any of that. If I want to go and get batshit wasted out on a Sunday or whatever in in my garden, I will do it. And I will do it with, you know, with 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 my boyfriend and Melissa and my girlfriends all by the pool and we have such a laugh. And it doesn't matter if I'm batshit wasted by 4 p.m. because my bedroom's upstairs. So who cares? I'm not making a fool of myself because I'm in my own home. And even if I'm making a fool of myself, I really don't care anymore. It's for me. My kids aren't here. If they're away, I'll do whatever I want. And that is so liberating, completely liberating. And I always say to my girlfriends, when they're moaning about this and moaning about that and years of custody battles, years of financial battles, and these people aren't rich enough. Nobody's rich enough to have years and years of custody battle. I mean, not custody battles, sorry, custody battles you are. I understand that. But financial battles, because the only people that end up winning are the lawyers, unfortunately, because lawyers are paid to not antagonize, but you know, like they get the best deal for each of you. So, you know, it may not necessarily be what both of you want. I'm not saying lawyers are bad people. I'm saying lawyers act in the interest of their client. So, I suggest to people before you go to a lawyer that you have a pretty good idea of what it is that you're both trying to achieve out of it. You know, we opened up the financials. I looked at the bank accounts. What was there was there. So fighting for more, what was I going to do? Take four, three quarters of it? There was just no point. It was what it was. Uh, and, and, and the same, same way, you know, like we, we realized, okay, so maybe to run two households was too expensive. So, you know, we share staff. When, when my kids are with him, the housekeeper goes to him. Well, I've got one housekeeper goes to him. The driver drives between me and him. We share all of that. He's only down the road. We're still feeling it out because the apartment, you know, isn't quite big enough for his for all the children to stay at once. So they all sort of pile in. Then I'm like getting, I, this week is my my duty, to, well, not my duty, my my job to go and 
get all, uh, make another wardrobe in his house for the kids so that they don't have to carry their clothes back and forth. But my point is every day I'm coming up with ways to make it easier between us. You know, he's he's like, well, all, all, their, all the children's stuff are at yours. So obviously it's easier for them to stay at yours and they want to be at yours and they, they don't have anything here. So I'm like, well, let me solve that. You know, there you go. Then he needs a cleaner, but you know, his washing needs to be, he doesn't have a laundry over there. So he, all the laundry comes to my house. I do the laundry. So there's no need to have this complete meltdown and like, regardless if I get remarried or whatever happens in the future, he will always be my family. Always, always. He's always going to be the father of my children. I mean, end of, that's it. So if he needs his washing done, I'll do his washing. I don't understand what that changes in my life. It doesn't change any, anything. I'm not doing it personally. And the funny thing is I see the biggest battle with women and men and I, I see it happening. And, you know, there's one, uh, one woman I spoke to the other day going, oh my God, you look so amazing. I've been legal fights with my husband for seven years now. My children haven't seen him once. And I'm like, I mean, I just think that's the saddest thing ever. What, where, who gains anything from that? Nothing. Her life's ripped apart. The children's ripped apart. I'm sure his is, you know, she thinks his is great. I can't imagine for a second it is as well. You know, he's got a younger girlfriend, but you know, there just needs to be a time where you call, you, you call a truce and accept, accepting what has happened to you. You know, accepting, okay, it may not have been my dream scenario, may not have been what I wanted, but it's happened to me now. So I can either sit in this corner and cry for the next 10 years that it's happened to me, which happens a lot, or I can get back up and go, okay, you know what? Fuck this. My life just pivoted. What's it going to look like now? And I, really weirdly, I had a dream life for myself. Like I would lie in bed and dream of like, I saw a young hot guy in a white house. I thought it was in Los Angeles, actually. Turns out it's here. When these people say, be careful what you wish for. I mean, seriously, be careful what you wish for, because you might just get it. I'm in my dream home. It's so weird. All the furniture that I had in my last house moved here. And I was like, oh, I'm kind of over it. I want a new everything. Brought it into this house. It's like it re-came alive. In fact, it looks way better in this house than it did in the last house. And you know how normally your furniture doesn't even fit when you move house. It's so irritating. You have to buy everything new. My house looks, it's like I was meant to be here. The ho this house, actually, Sergio and I had been running through Alberari at the time. And we saw it. And we went in there and they they said, no, no, no. Um, they were trying to rent it now. And they said, no, because we, we couldn't have it for three months. And I was like, oh, it's gone. Anyway, they came back and I got it. And it's like, I really feel like this was meant to be. And then it's the weirdest thing. I walk around, I see him and I see the kids in it. And I see, I totally see my life. This is where I'm meant to be. I feel so at home, so comfortable. I feel like I've completely arrived where I was meant to be. That horrible, anxious, anxiety feeling I had of like, even my own behavior, like even not liking the way I behaved and looking around a room, walking and going, God, is this person judging me from last night's behavior, this person, or, you know, what did I do? That's all gone. I'm so calm. I'm so calm. I don't care if I see another human again in my life. I'm in my like little bubble and I'm really good. I've got really, really close girlfriends. So how do you become unstuck? Again, I say flip a switch in your own brain. The only person that can do it is you. 
I mean, really, it's so mental, it's ridiculous. If you wake up and decide that the glass is half empty, it's half empty. But if you wake up and you sing, you know, it's half full, it really is full. I always said, well, what have you got? What have you got right now? I've got a lot. Yes, there are going to be friends that decide you were a total bitch and, you know, he did nothing wrong or, you know, whatever, and they go with him or whatever. But good reasons to bad rubbish. They probably weren't, they weren't my friend anyway. I have never, ever got involved in a divorce, ever, for a multitude of reasons. One, as I said before, there's always three sides to every story, his story, your side, and the truth. And then there's also, there by the grace of God go any of us. And I knew that. And so I, and I, I would never pick in a divorce. I don't like pickers. And obviously in a, when we were married, there were his friends, my friends, and our friends. And pretty much they've all stayed. He, his friends were always his friends. So I don't see them. And I, you know, I'm not, I'm not seeing them now, but I wouldn't call them anyway. I wouldn't have called them before unless I was with him. So I, I really don't care. I guess I was talking to Melissa earlier, you have like dinner parties where couples are only invited. Um, and, you know, on holidays where people only want couples. Well, I, you know, again, I was never just a couple inviter. I don't do that. I, I, whether you're single, married, couples, lesbian, gays, whoever you are, you're always welcome in my house. And I don't like that kind of way of thinking. If I like the person, I like the person. I don't like you because your husband's great or your wife's great. I like, but, you know, I like everybody pretty much. The more the merrier is always my motto. If you're coming over, everybody come. So, you know, people that cut you off because of that, or now, you know, as I said before, it's funny to watch people, whether they worry whether I want their husbands. Again, I don't. I've got my own boyfriend. So they felt better as soon as I announced my boyfriend, that's for sure. Um, but again, I think some people think he's, you know, going to be in and then go out. But ladies, he's been here a year and a bit, and he's still here, and we're still going strong. So whatever that is, we're good. We're golden. How do you change your mindset? So look, I do believe that we get stuck in a rut. I do believe like single you is a different you. Like you have to be selfish and that, you know, ex-husbands and people around like don't understand that. So when they see you living your best life and going out and socializing and, you know, you want to go to new places where you didn't necessarily go as a couple, definitely go and find bars and things like that. They call you selfish. They call you a bad mother. They call you a narcissist. They call you, you know, all of these things. And you're none of them. You're none of them. You're entitled to all of it. And that is what we need to tell ourselves. Because if you go out and get a life, you can bring life back into your own home. And, you know, my life with Sergio is definitely overflowing into my house. There is a lot of love. My kids, as I said, do not think of him as a father. They do not want a father. They have a lot of fun with him. They play football. They go swimming. They play video games. You know, he does the electrical stuff. I have no idea how to do. He makes some food. He has fun with them. That's it. That's all they want. That's all they require. They don't need anything else. They have everything else, you know, and it's just an extra friend. And I always said, why, why do we have to put so much pressure on what Sergio is to anyone? He's just a friend, like any other friend to you as that comes through those, these doors. And that's it. Coming unstuck, I think, and getting back on the dating scene, you need to go and get your hair freshly colored. There's nothing like a fresh color to make you feel like a woman. Have a haircut, go and see, you know, like save up for something for you 
Like not the kids, not the house, save up for something for you. Go and get like, I, I believe in like just a wardrobe overhaul. Give yourself a new style. Like we get, when you're a mum, you're a mum and you're a wife and maybe you're not thinking the same way. Go and get like a sexy pair of pants and a great top and get your hair cut. Learn to do your makeup. Get on a treadmill, lose some weight. Whatever it is, go and have some me time. Like make yourself feel fabulous because when you feel fabulous, you attract the right attention. It's not about being the prettiest girl in the room. I can't reiterate this enough. It really isn't. I know a zillion models, beautiful ones, like literal mannequins, that some of them are the most dull, inane. God, I hope they're not listening. I watch, actually, I was in Saint Tropez this year. It was so interesting. It was so funny. There was two tables of friends of mine. It's like they all had grabbed like a young model to bring to Saint Tropez with them. It was just too funny. But there was no interaction between them at all. None. It's like they grabbed exactly what they thought they should have. You know, and some of the most amazing people, like the models I know now that are older and my age, and like they, they're so salt, you know, it's just so, but it's so funny to watch men get the trophy, but the wrong ones. And and they're picking them for the for the looks. And then they understand, like these are really young ones that haven't, you know, really young girls. They understand that actually you know, girls with personality and girls with a voice is so much more fun. And you do, you can get a guy, you will get a guy, but you will not get a guy if you constantly talk on a date about children, your ex-husband, your old life, how much money you have, why you feel hard done by, and how your ex fucked other women the whole time. Let me tell you right now, you will not. And you know, your girlfriends get sick of hearing about it and we all love you. But I mean, imagine a guy, they don't want to hear it. Marriage is becoming, well, going to become, I think, obsolete anyway. It's a ridiculous sentiment. I mean, it's a great, it's a great sentiment, but it's a ridiculous one. It's like, I understand why men are so petrified of marriage today, because it's like, okay, we're going to get married and we're going to live together for the rest of our lives. You're never going to have sex with anybody else. And if I divorce you, I'm going to take everything. I mean, that's not a gamble I'd like to take as a man. From now on in, if you're divorced, first of all, you've been married. You've already done the marriage game. Why, why do you care so much? Why do we need to trap? Or, you know, why is it so important to get another man immediately? It's not. I know you're all going to say I've got one. I did, but it wasn't in my game plan. And I hadn't, you know, I really, as I said, didn't think this was going to last. I, he lived in LA and I lived here. I mean, it wasn't like you know, the dream scenario. It's a 17 hour flight, people. It wasn't like I was thinking, okay, this is anything could be, to be honest. And if he hadn't been so loving and sort of into this, I guess it wouldn't have worked, you know, because I would have just left and gone and walked away. I mean, you know, I was just incredibly lucky that Sergio is Sergio and he, you know, when he sees what he wants, he goes to get it. Because, you know, I think, as I said, uh, you know, I don't know how I would have conquered the long distance thing. But I think girls that come out of divorce now need to get out of their old life. I met Sergio in LA with friends that don't know my ex-husband having the time of my life. And LA is my place. LA always makes me feel amazing. I think you need to find restaurants, bars, find 
places that you never went to. Like in London, there's like there's three hotspots that all my friends go to and they just don't venture out. I went there the other day and I was like, no wonder you're all single. No wonder. Tables and tables of beautiful, intelligent, you know, wealthy, well-educated women all sat together by themselves and not one decent man. You're like, oh my God, you know, if I ever end up like in here, shoot me. Like literally take a gun and shoot me. And I wanted to go and find crazy places. I want to go like to an underground nightclub in, I I did. Actually, my girlfriend in New York took me to some underground nightclub. It was brilliant. We started at like 4 a.m. But I mean, I met the most amazing people. I went to all the new restaurants in New York. And I mean, I'm saying like, of course, if you live in New York, this is not new to you, but for me, it is. I don't go there very often. You know, I went down to catch. I went to all these hotspots. I went to all this. I got dressed up in like tiny little leather pants. So, you know, I think I thought I was Sandy from Greece. All night nightclubs. Then I went to, you know, beautiful bars. I went to so many different places out of my comfort zone. I went to places outside New York. I went to this cool restaurant outside New York too. And I, I made a point of finding places that I hadn't heard of, but like, you know, friends told me were cool. And I made a real effort to get dressed up and go out. And I think that, you know, that's what you have to do. If you go to the same place, the same people, the same nights, what, what, it's like, you know, what, what do you expect to happen? Of course, you're not going to meet anyone because you know them all. You've met them all. If I went back to London now as a single woman and went to Annabelle's and 5 Hartford Street every weekend, I can assure you I'd still be single. I can assure you because I know everybody in there. I'm not going to meet my man in there. And that's it. And I also, you know, and you also have to understand or know what went wrong in your marriage and what kind of man you're looking for. Are you looking for somebody? Where would they hang out? You know, and and always it's always fun to get a partner in crime, by the way. Get a good girlfriend, one, you know, and, and have a great partner in crime. I got... My travel, I my, I met this this woman um, here actually in Dubai about four years ago. And it's so funny because we've been on the same journey together. And she was married 23 years. And obviously I was married 18. She's just got divorced. And we have done everything literally in sync. It's the weirdest thing. We're actually now looking for houses next to each other so that we can, you know, have our old age together as well. It's hilarious. But we have done everything together and in sync and we travel together and we have fun together. And it's so lovely. So lovely. Unfortunately, she doesn't live here anymore right now. But, you know, I'm trying to persuade her back. We have kids the same age. Find a partner in crime. You don't need to, like, make yourself feel awful by always hanging out with your old married friends. Because if you go and hang out with all the people that you used to hang out with before and they're all married... Of course you feel scared. You feel lonely. No one's going to, none of those people are going to tell you you've done the right thing. And oh my God, you know, don't worry. There's a gorgeous man around the corner. None of them. They're going to tell you you're a total idiot. You should have stayed with him. He's a great guy. And what the hell are you thinking? And they're going to make you feel insecure. And they're going to, you know, pity you. Oh, bless her. What's she going to do now? No. Absolutely not. That is because if, if for an ounce, from ounce of a minute of a second that none of those things are true, then what does that say to them? That, that maybe they shouldn't stick out their 
mediocre, okay marriage. And again, people, I'm not saying to people, I'm not saying to people that everybody shouldn't get married or should jump ship. There are people I know who are wonderfully married for years and years and years. My parents definitely had a blip. My parents are definitely a marriage. The ones, it's actually interesting. My parents, I love them both dearly, but I think at certain stages, both of them probably thought they could have done better. <laughs> you know, honestly, if they're very honest, you know, I think they settled at the end or in the middle or whatever has happened. And, you know, now they're grateful to have each other and they're best friends and they have, a, you know, they, they love each other, definitely. But, you know, that's about it. They've done, it's like they've done time. I mean, my dad irritates the shit out of my mom. Like no one can get my mother going like my father. I definitely look at them and it's funny. And oh God, they're going to kill me for this. And I just look and I go, okay, and I have a lovely time at the house. I really do. God, if you ever listen to this, mom and dad, I don't mean it, but like, I don't mean it badly. I have the best time in their house, but I don't want to end up in a country house looking at somebody by myself. I just don't see myself in that life the way they are, which is just like, mm. I want to be in a hot country, like passionate still. And I don't know if it's possible. I don't know if I'm like, if I'm just, you know, dreaming and it's, you know, I'm like living in la la land and that's what happens to everybody regardless. But I mean, as my view and I, you know, if I've always said is what if you have a few stories? So like by the time you get to that stage, does it matter? But then I'd like to be with my best friend. Maybe I'll end up, you know, living next door just to my best girlfriend. And at the way we all are now, we live so differently. Why is Why do I need a man at that stage anyway when I'm 80? I don't think I'm going to be doing naked cartwheels by then anyway. So, you know, I'm pretty sure that just having a great friend next to me would be enough. So I just, I made that choice. And I think, I don't, you know, as I said, my parents definitely, definitely love each other. But I think looking back, I think they probably would both, given the chance, would have pivoted. But now as you hear that word, it's too late. It's too late. Well, I mean, you know, am I going to regret this? I don't think so. I don't think so. I think this is the most empowering time ever because I'm going to finally learn who I am. As I think, you know, we learned from Elizabeth Pearson. Sorry, God, tongue tied. She's the, um, she, she does how to get your, become unstuck in life. She's actually going to be a guest on this show. She does a lot of CEOs and she's an amazing woman. Anyway, I was on the, she, she was looking, I don't think she really got me in Sergio, to be honest, uh, at the beginning, but she was like, follow your heart, do whatever you, you feel. How long do you postpone your happiness? Go for it, right? Just, you know, do it. And by the way, at the beginning with me and Sergio, I listened to whatever people were saying. So I, I wasn't, it wasn't like I was doing as many cartwheels as you see now, because I wasn't easy with it. I wasn't, I was brought up in a different way. So I was like, it can't work. Everything's wrong. Everybody thinks I pay you. Everybody thinks that you, you know, I'm a sugar mama. It's embarrassing. I, I went through all of that, but then I just changed the, the script in my mind. And actually she wrote something to me very interesting the other day. She said, I watched your YouTube video and she said, I get it now. I get why you need Sergio. I said, oh, really? Why? She goes, because you spent all those years with Jem, who was the teacher, and you were the pupil, 
Then you spent all those years in boarding school, which is basically like the military from six to 18. You were told what to do, where to do, what, what to get dressed in, what to eat. And she said, and you're finally doing exactly what you want with a man who's willing to do it with you. And she's like, he needed you and you need him. And she's like, and now you're going to fly. And she was like, and he brings you so much joy. And I can see it in your face and you're totally free. And it was just, you know, I was like, oh, that, you know, that is right. It's completely right. And she saw it straight away. So I have done a huge pivot. I def- definitely did fight my inner voice, which was like, he's too young. It's not going to work. What are people going to think? I'm never going to get invited anywhere. What if he doesn't make as much money as I do in the future? What if he, you know, and then I'm like, what does it matter? What do any of these things matter? Why, why do I care what somebody over across the road? I mean, I live in the Middle East as well. This is, this is beyond not normal. So I'm like, what, what do I care what my neighbors think? Why do I care what anybody thinks? Why do I care if he makes more money than me? Why do I care? I'm like, I have all this. So my lifestyle's not going to change with or without him. Like his money is going to be a bonus, but it shouldn't be my, it's not my in, income. And he's like, you know, I, I, I'm not looking for someone to support me. I'm looking for a, a, a date. If I get married to him and something else in the future, then of course, how can I turn up with three children and a, and a, and a lifestyle this big and expect him to, to take over? You can't. And once you take expectation out, things change in your head. And so it's, it really is mental work on you. I then also obviously change, I shop differently. I buy different types of clothes. I mean, I have a stylist in LA that I've worked with for years, but I, I got, I, I do, you know, fun Zara bits and then I do amazing key pieces, but then I shop differently. It's, I'm wearing a lot of bright colors. My makeup's different. It's fresher. I learned to do all this kind of stuff. And I took care of myself and I have to take care of myself anyway, because I, because he is younger than me. Becoming unstuck is a mental thing that we all need to do. So I just want to recap Don't be one of these bitter women that spend their whole life fighting for something. There has to be a point where you go, my life is worth more than lawyers and this and that. You know, as as long as you can get a home over your head and somewhere to stay, the rest will, the rest rest really does come. You really can make it work. Bad mouthing, bitterness, feeling sorry for yourself, only twist and come back comes back to you. He'll still be living his best life. And the fact that you are walking around and spending all day in court, all day with lawyers, going to dinner parties and berating your awful ex isn't going to make him suffer more. It's going to make him hate you more. It's going to make him run to the new woman more. And it's going to consume you more so that you cannot move on and pivot. You cannot find joy in the small things because you are so focused and eaten up by this. You cannot move on. Some people say it takes years and years to get over a divorce. No, it doesn't. Again, it's a mindset. If you don't have a pity party and you pull your pants back up and say, okay, this has just happened. Now I need to deal with it. Then actually you can deal with it. You'll be amazed how strong you are. Go and get some girlfriends, like great girlfriends. And that's why, ladies, you really shouldn't give up your girlfriends. And I always say that, like, I girlfriends, those girls that give up their girlfriends, the minute that they meet a guy, big mistake. Don't do that. 
keep your girlfriends, keep them close, get your girlfriends, go on holidays, have a laugh, go and be you for a second, learn who you are without a man. Try and enjoy that minute. I know that you're going to say I didn't do that, but honestly, again, I just knew that this was a a relationship that I wanted to explore. And I knew that if I didn't, because I didn't live in the same town as him, if I didn't grab it, it would be gone and I wouldn't get this chance again. And so I took it. But in the meantime, my advice is get to know who you are before you make that. Because if you've been in a long-term marriage, I mean, I already knew who I was. I'd done all that because, you know, I traveled. I was on a plane every two weeks. I knew who I was as a woman without him because I was without him in so much of the marriage. So, you know, not due to any fault of his, work just took us in opposite directions. And the funny thing is now with Sergio, we do all our work together. So we travel together. We, I don't do these trips without him. And I think that's really important to him. We do connection trips, like it's his birthday in a couple of weeks and we're going to Seychelles. You know, and that's when I, uh, you know, I'm really excited to go to the Seychelles with him. We're going to have a lovely time, just the two of us. And, you know, it's important because Sergio has been thrown into a family with three children where he doesn't get my full attention all the time. And that's very hard too. I get messages, how do you pivot if you live in the middle of like Dorset and things like this? Well, I grew up in Dorset, so I know it very well. How do you pivot? Well, again, it's the same thing. It's not about your location. Yeah, I get it. Dorset is like, it's, you know, 20, 30 minutes in the car anywhere you want to go. It's village life. I can speak from experience. It's a small village life. Everybody knows everybody. But again, you know, you just have to make more of an effort. So you go into the towns, you know, and if you don't like the towns, go up to London, book a hotel room, go, go up to London, get on a train and have a fun night out. I mean, the one thing COVID has done is given you like really cheap hotel deals. So you can get on a train and go and have fun. Go and change your behavior. Change things that you normally did. You know, go and have, just just do different stuff. That's why I decided to do all the traveling now. Again, you don't have to, you, I, I get that people can't travel like I do and I'm the face of a hotel group. So this is this is my job. So that's why when you see me travel to the extent that I do, you know, I'm the face of this hotel group. It doesn't cost me what it would cost you guys. And I, I completely understand that. But again, there are plenty of deals. You can go and have an experience. Go and have an experience. Stop doing what you normally did. It's it's crazy to do the same thing and expect, expect a different outcome. You know, at this point in your life, look for like-minded people. Changing your friend group, by the way, doesn't matter. If your friends are all now married and you feel left out and you feel like, you know, they don't want you around because, as I said, you making this choice has made them uncomfortable, so be it. Who cares? Go and get some single friends and go and have a laugh. You don't need to be with the same crew all the time. I I have different friends in every single country. And let me tell you, they do different things for me. You know, I, I, I don't need to travel with friends from here. I literally get to New York or Paris or, you know, um, wherever it is, and I'm fine. And I, I land and within two minutes, I've got a huge dinner set up. And I love that with people that I haven't seen for years. I mean, God, my God, what was it? We went to New York 
one of the last trips and I went somewhere in Times Square for dinner, which I'd never done before. And we only went because Sergio wanted to go to Times Square. And I called three or four of my friends and we were like, oh God, you know, let's go to this place. It was like a cabaret thing, dinner included, like a ridiculous, slightly naff, fun show to go to. We all went. And I was really apprehensive because I was like, this isn't, you know, this isn't where I normally go. This isn't Nobu downtown and this isn't catch, you know, why am I here? And then actually... I didn't care because I'm with the guy that I want. I'm with, I'm super happy. I'm with the people I wanted to see. And we had the time of our lives. We were dancing and swinging around, running around Times Square, having such a wonderful time. It was one of my favorite nights out. Actually, I did something really rare too. So some of you will have seen from my Instagram, I have this beautiful art by Jessica Litt, who I collected. And anyway, I don't think she'll mind me saying any of this, but she had contacted me on Instagram as well. And we became friends and we just were like-minded. And she said, if you're ever in New York, I'd love to meet you. And I had ordered a piece of hers and I had always loved her art. And so I got to New York and I, you know, and she said, are you here? And I was like, yes, why don't we have dinner? And I actually went and met somebody who I got to know through Instagram that I had never met before. And we're still, we're friends, really good friends today. I, I absolutely, you know, every day I was in New York and the, every time I go there now, she comes over. We literally stay in my hotel room. It's not about going out. We talk and talk and talk and talk and talk. We can talk to the cows come home. And I feel like she's almost like a sister. And it's like, it's so great. We've got totally different life experience. Jessica is happily married before you all ask no problem. Uh, amazing woman, artist, and used to be an incredible swimmer. But I love hearing her point of view. We're very like-minded. But she is an amazing, strong woman that I, you know, would not necessarily have got to know if I had been married. I, you know, whatever else I'd gone to New York, I probably wouldn't have called her. But, you know, I was like, okay, you know what? I love, I take risks. Just now, I'm off to Greece on Sunday. Not that I know when this is going out, but I'm off to Greece. Uh, I got a DM because I put I put going to Greece on my Instagram. Instagram has made the world a small place. And this woman, and it's always women, by the way. I'm followed just in case you think that sort of like, I mean, actually, I don't know if I should be insulted or not, but 90% of my followers are women. And this, you know, and they're educated, lovely women. And uh, this woman calls me and she said, I'd really love to get to know you. I'd love to meet you in in Athens. She owns a hotel there. So I'm actually staying at her hotel, which is super sweet. And I'm having dinner with her that night in Athens. And these are all things that normally society would be like, why are you going out for dinner with someone you don't know? Why are you doing this? And my view is like, you know what? She reached out. She seems very nice. What's the worst that happens? The worst that happens is we don't like each other. I have a dinner and I go home. The best that happens is I have a really nice new friend. And I think, you know, there are, Melissa always tells me, actually, she's on, my Melissa is still, well, she's single, but it's been harder in COVID because she's stuck in my house and there's not was not a lot to go on. <laughs> I'm sure there are, but not at the moment, there aren't. Um, and I think probably we were laughing last night. I don't even know how you date with a mask over half your face. Um, oh, you've got nice eyes. But she was telling me that when she got here, she didn't know anyone. So she joined all these Facebook friend groups for Dubai girls and people go out with each other all the time with like, and you make great friends. I posted and said, um, 
I work with only guys. Um, I need some friends. Anyone want to go out? I had like 20 women come along. And loads of them are still my friends. That was four years ago. See, that takes balls. I think that's amazing. I love that. We'd never have done that in the UK. No. Ever. No. You're, you're top. These are your friends. I don't need more friends. Yeah. Because who doesn't need more friends? And that's the thing. And like, my natural reaction when, when uh, Jess texts me, I was like, oh, God. Do I really want to go out with somebody else? You know, I'm only in New York a few nights. You kind of think of it as a chore. And then when she turned up, we were like sisters straight away. And I was like, God, I'm so glad I did it. I'm so glad, you know, that I took that chance. It's so lovely. And I, I now collect all her art. Absolutely love it. I never thought that we would get on the way we did. Um, and also things, people change for you, in, for you in your life. They really do. You come in and out for different reasons. You like each other at different times. I laugh. I have a good girlfriend in LA called Alexandra von Furzenberg. She won't mind me saying this either. But, you know, I wasn't her favorite person growing up. And, you know, we get on so well now. So well now. Um, it's, it's just funny. She, you know, everybody pivots in their life. And you should, as I say, I consider pivoting growth. And pivoting is... I've reinvented myself so many times. Like I look back at my pictures when I was, God, 20-something, living in New York. I look older than I do now. I was covered in Chanel. I'd look like I literally, yeah, an old woman. All I wanted was these, you know, Chanel and Birkin bags. It was my, well, not that I don't love Birkin bags now, but I dressed so much younger. And it's so funny. I don't recognize myself. It's like I lived seven or eight lives. And each chapter, I closed the door. And I look back now and I didn't understand it before, but now I understand. I mean, all I can say is keep pictures. It's very funny. I really do want to look back at the different stages in my life and see it and see the different men who've helped mold me into the person I am today. But as I th said, I think the most important thing that you can understand is that the only person you should ever count on is you. And you are your own best friend. You are the person that will provide you happiness. You hold the key to your whole life. You can get whatever you want if you turn your mind to it. You cannot start with I can't. It always should be I can. And you can. You really can. If you had told me that I, growing up in Dorset, was going to end up on a reality TV show in Dubai and then have a 20-something-year-old boyfriend, I'd have told you you'd all lost your mind. And here I am having done it all. I mean, and that's, that's just the quick version. If I go back and look at all the other things I did, it's mad, absolutely mad and so amazing at the same time that that's why it doesn't feel scary because it's like, this isn't the end. This is only the beginning. That's why hearing 28-year-old girls going, where do I go from here? I'm like, you go wherever you want. That's where you go. And when I moved to New York, I moved not knowing anyone. And I was like, oh, well, this is my, this was always my attitude. If I don't like it, what's the worst that happens? If I don't like it, you know, what's the worst that can happen to me? Well, but if I don't go, I'll never know. So always hop on that plane. Always hop on the plane. If you want to move, you want to change, do it. Move country. If you're sick of, if everything reminds you of your ex-husband, get on, pack your bags and go on, get on a plane. Plane was always my release. The moment I'm on a plane, I relax. Pick up, pick up country and go. You don't need to have a shitload of friends when you arrive. You'll make them. I didn't know anyone when I moved to New York. I didn't know anyone when I moved to Dubai. I made all my friends and all my life. When I go to different countries, 
I always find somebody I, I can I know, but genuinely I don't need anyone. I just need me, my bubble, my home. And once you learn that, the world is a very much less scary place, much less complicated, and so much more less stressful. Just understand you're your own key to happiness. On that note, I think this one is complete. I hope you've enjoyed it. I hope I've sort of got through pivoting. I think pivoting, as I said, is I think, and just a recap, it's really just mind over matter. It's change your life, change you. Change is not scary. Change is liberating. It's fun. It's exciting. Get adrenaline pumping through your body again. Adrenaline is key. And understand that stability and normal, you know, normal things aren't all always the most important things. The most important things are feeling alive, really alive, pushing yourself, exerting yourself, doing something that makes you feel scared. Do that thing. Always do the thing that makes you feel scared. Always jump. Thank you for listening to Divorce Not Dead. Tune in next Wednesday for a new episode. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. We'd love to hear from you. Follow me on social media at, at Caroline Stanbury for all the behind the scene action. 